for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Thursday, March 29th, 2012, episode 28 of Attack of the Androids. My name's Matt. You can find these shows on GroovyPost.com. AttackoftheAndroids.com will take you there. Uh, with me tonight, this is the last Thursday show that we're going to do for 10 weeks. So uh, since everybody's in the middle of moving, uh, it's just me and Joey from the original crew. Joey, what's up? How are we doing tonight, Matt? Good, thank you. Uh, so, also, we brought in a couple of, uh, not outsiders, tech insiders to the show Outsiders. Uh, if you listen to yet another tech show, Yats, uh, the first episode's out, yetanothertechshow.com, you'll know this guy up here, Ant Pruitt. What's up, my man? Hey, what's happening? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, filling in for Jeremy and Seth and Eric and everyone else that's not here with us tonight. Uh, and then also, if you listen to Buffer Overflow Show, which there's a new episode out about near-death experiences, DMT, and lucid dreaming, very excellent episode, uh, or if you listen to this show, you'll have heard Joey speak about his friend Kyle. Kyle is on the show now. What's up, Kyle? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good, good. Glad to have you. This is uh, this is great. I'm glad you guys could join us for uh, episode 28. If you guys listening ever have any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them on the show notes for each episode at attackoftheandroids.com, or you can email us, show at attackoftheandroids.com, and we'll try to answer them. We'll fake it. If, if we don't know, we're going to Google it real quick and then just copy and paste. So at the most, expect that. Um, let's start things off. I got a Transformer Prime. Been writing about it, reviewing it, keeping up with uh, the continuing saga. I'm I'm kind of sad Jeremy's not here to share in this uh, with us, Joey. He oh was- well, I gotta tell you though, I I forgot to tell you, or maybe I didn't forget to tell you. My one of my new coworkers at my new job, he has a Transformer Prime. Really? Did did he get one of the ones without a serial number? To be honest with you, I, f- I keep forgetting to ask, but uh, what was the big news today when I walked in? Uh, we got our delivery, and he got his dock. Oh, really? The dock, yes, the dock finally came. I still can't find one that's in stock. Like, I'm so... Well, i got to tell you, dude, all the docks are next to the bay. Okay, well, will you steal his and send it to my P.O. box? I appreciate that. Oh, come on. Come Docks, on. Bay, nothing. No, anyway. I was just gonna, I was just gonna let that simmer just for Sitting your sake. On the dock of the bay. Okay, but yeah, I can't anyway, find but, one anywhere for some reason. Uh, check uh, cdw.com. Okay, I will do that. So oh, cdw is outstanding. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to plug them. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's no, no, it's not a problem. <laughs> plug away. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, if I remember right. They got them in stock, I think, although they were backordered for an insane amount of time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to tell you, once you've added that dock to the Transformer Prime, I haven't yet used it 
uh, but he but he was enthralled with it for all day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is this this tablet. Like I've been more and more trying to. I only carry this around now when I'm at work and stuff. So I don't have my netbook, and if I have to fix something on one of on our server, you know, any anything, this is why I've been forced to use. I set up yet another tech show all with the tablet, no dock. <laughs> like I have a cool AI keyboard floating tablet keyboard uh, app, so I can type pretty quick on it, but. I don't know. I've set up a couple websites with it, you know, just doing cPanel stuff and, and, you know, pretty much just point and tap kind of stuff. But for typing code... It's impressive, though, man. Yeah, it works for typing code. And and it's... If I had the keyboard, I could really see this just completely replacing even my laptop. Like, I would... I wrote a song last night, and I used the tablet to do it because Google Docs finally... You can finally edit at least documents uh, somewhat sanely. It's more like Evernote instead of uh, how Google Docs used to... You'd tap, and it would highlight that line, and it was the worst. Like, you had to type inside and then tap to the next line and then edit. Like, it it was terrible. So now it's free-floating. You can, you know, tap anywhere, and, and so... Using this, it, I could see if it had that keyboard, not only do you get more battery life, you get USB functionality, which the update, we are now on. It wasn't an Android update. It was a firmware update, and it put us all to uh, point two one. And I have to say, mine doesn't glitch anymore. If I rotate it and then bring up the task... There's no weird triangle uh, triangulation. It, w- it would show weird triangle vectors on the screen. Like, it, it was really annoying. But that's all fixed. Uh, it flips between modes, between fast, balanced, and slow, much, much smoother. And, and, and just everything overall is smoother. And they added flying birds to the Asus Live wallpaper. <laughs> I mean, like, what more could you want, right? Flying birds. It's amazing. Was this the was this the second update that they've done? This is oh no oh no 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 no. This has been hundreds of pages and thousands, I would imagine, of posts on XDA about people. Asus started an official thread in there because there were so many problems when uh, these primes first came out. It had honeycomb, and then they updated to ICS, and it all these primes start having massive problems, random reboots, lockups, just massive problems. And so yeah. this is update five, I think. And I had oh, one of the beta that bad that dude and wow. mine, the last update to one five finally made mine usable. Like uh, up till from one Oh to one, one to one four. They were all just, I couldn't use it. It was really sad. And I almost feel like, and this is echoed online, that a lot of these people, we paid $500 plus to be beta testers, basically. And that's, that's what it sounds like. That's kind of annoying. Like, if I want a beta test, like, just give it to me and I'll test it. I'm more than happy to. But don't make me pay for it. Like, give me a finished product. And, <laughs> I mean, this is a problem with a lot of Android stuff and why we haven't seen very good Android tablets or anything lately or ever until this well do you contribute that to the open source um uh environment that it is i contribute that to google releasing ics and asus wanting to update this as fast as possible but not thinking it through and testing it fully because of the changes between honeycomb and ics and the tegra 3 is uh, it's kind of a a a high maintenance processor i guess I, i don't know it's I've had I've 
Let me put it this way. I've had women that were more agreeable than working with this Tegra 3. It's very... And I don't want to alienate our our female listeners, but I've met some (laughs) very (laughs) agreeable women, but some... And men, too. I've met some very disagreeable men that are like Tegra 3s. Anyway. I'm just surprised that he's found agreeable women. (laughs) (laughs) Or or women that agree with him. Sure, sure. Next uh, uh, stab. Uh, I think I just heard another woman get off the podcast just now. Yeah. Well, that was the the last one, so all right. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, I, I always thought, you know, okay, this is a 10-inch tablet. It's not as good as a netbook because it doesn't have a keyboard. It doesn't have a keyboard. It doesn't have a keyboard. Well, I got a chance to use a a Galaxy Tab 10.1 briefly, that which, which was in a keyboard dock or a keyboard case. Uh, in, any way, in any way, shape, or form, it had a keyboard. And Ironically, what I noticed was not the lack of the keyboard or, or the ability to type as being so cool. What I realized, what I missed, was a mouse because I could no longer precision click on things. Oh, when it's at that angle, right. So you got to use right. the touchpad, right? Well, well, not only that, but your finger is not as fine as a you know five-pixel wide tip of a mouse pointer. And you have no right click ability. You have a hold click, but that doesn't always work, and it's time consuming. Well, and did so, you did you have a minute to go? Because I noticed on mine in the settings, there's some hmm. stuff you can change around there for like hold or right click or middle click. But well, I don't... I, I'm I'm sure that there were, uh, and I didn't have a chance to mess with it. It was it was a it was a get it working or get yeah yeah. It gone and I don't have the doc to to test it either. So, but yeah. yeah. But uh, what we were doing with it was we were using it uh, to RDP or actually Citrix into a, a into a server. So you had a PC operating system on the screen, which was not designed for touching or touch resolution. When right. you when you're defining a touch OS, you have to realize that you have to make the icons significantly bigger, uh, or their touch regions need to be significantly bigger because your finger is much gaumier than a mouse pointer. Sure. And um. When you try to use the touch interface on a traditional PC, it's very difficult because everything is close together, um, and it's very, very difficult to specify which of, say, three or four icons in like a quick launch toolbar that you actually want. And uh, the one thing that I was very impressed with the Transformer Prime dock, uh, it has a touchpad. Yep. And because of that, it actually can function with a left and a right click and and everything that's that's what those settings are for joey oh for the document right right i thought you were talking about yeah yeah no i I didn't get a chance this other machine like i haven't used this transformer prime yet um it's it's my coworkers. it's his thing i'm not going to ask him to bother to touch it but if he's listening i wouldn't mind playing with it for half an hour um that's what she said (laughs) <laughs> More like five From minutes. From the peanut gallery in Houston, Texas. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, Aunt, don't lose us. Don't lose us, Aunt. Uh, <laughs> laughing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, with that left and right click capability and the precision of a touchpad, it really, honestly, could be a netbook replacement with built-in three uh, G or four G connectivity. Um, that's perfect and. Yeah, it's it, when you view it as, as as the fact that you're going to spend almost eight hundred dollars on a netbook, 
Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, but it's, it's kind of hard to sell that. But it's a super sweet netbook, bro. <laughs> like, Right, on. that's the thing, is that it, it, yeah. it's not just a netbook. It, it, it's It's got so much more. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very excited to try it, and uh, I think now that, that tablets may actually have a foothold on mobile office and connectivity. Oh, for sure. So along with this update, I noticed they fixed something that was very, very annoying. When you're trying to play games and stuff, every now and then you'll tap too low and you'll hit your notification bar and that'll pop up the thing and it'll freeze your game. And some games don't recover very well from that, probably having to do with the the Tegra 3. So they added this cool thing that you can press it and then drag from left to right, and that'll lock or unlock your taskbar or system bar, as they call it. And now I can't – it won't open. I, I thought that was great. Like that solved a massive problem for me personally. That, that happens to me on just my phone. Really? Well, yeah, because uh, it... I'll, I'll, I'll go to grab something, um, and it will slide open a, a notification bar. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't. We heard that you know there was going to be Ethernet support via this USB converter. Uh, There's going to be GPS and Wi-Fi fixes as they've been continuing to uh, improve upon. All, we all know they were having GPS Wi-Fi problems because of the aluminum back that the, the, the signal just wasn't getting through. So I imagine they're tweaking uh, signal decibel strength and all that stuff. Um, there was no. There was supposed to be face to unlock. But that is nowhere to be found in it, which is fine. I don't, I don't know that that I, I say it was a gimmick when I wrote my review about the the Nexus. Like it's cool and it works, but it's not, it's not feasible to do. Like to be in good lighting and hold it just so for. I mean, it's quick and it when it works, but it's it's so much more natural to just swipe to unlock. You know, so right. Make yeah. sure you you. you don't have a full beard or something like that too you know that changes your facial metrics too right and and pictures do work to unlock it and i mean it's it's not secure it's more of a gimmick like if the pimp we talked about last episode if instead of just uh you know gesture unlock he had used face to unlock he would have that like they would have broke into his phone in two seconds but instead you know they couldn't so if for for security purposes the the number or the the uh, shapes or whatever that's called gesture unlock is is the way to go out for of, sure out of everything from a previous episode that you could make an analogy to you pick a pimp well because he got arrested and the feds couldn't get into his phone and if he was using face to unlock they very it easily could have this purpose that's it that's all phd man that was their company i remember that it was a good story um, so yeah, we got all those cool updates. Uh, they updated some screen stuff. It looks like the brightness seems a little more crisp. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Um, and yeah, the wallpapers got redone. Uh, I don't know if the browser got fixed because I had to disable it because it was constantly eating system resources. So I just use Chrome beta, which works fine. So I don't know. Um, but yeah. So everybody with the Prime, uh, I'm curious to hop back on the XDA boards and see if there are still people with the the serial number I have or other ones that are still having problems. Because uh, what a pain, man. Especially, like you said, for how much this thing costs. So, Kyle, do you have a tablet or anything? What do you? I'm the wrong person to ask about tablets. No. I just don't get tablets. What, what don't you get about them? 
Joan, all the way back when they were basically laptops without keyboards, I thought they didn't make sense because they cost more than a laptop and they had the same hardware. Now they're basically just overgrown phones, and I still can't find a use for them. Not when a netbook is two hundred dollars or less, or a, so. And a Core i three laptop is. You like mean $3. one of these? Yeah. Do you have one of these? Were you angry about buying one of these? No, but I had to work on them. Oh, this thing is so terrible. I, it was the coolest looking thing like four years ago when I first got it. But man, I'll tell you, I've used it in tablet mode like twice ever. It's just, it's terrible. This it, is the tablets eight. make no sense, but phablets to me, just those are perfect. Oh, so you're a pad phone Samsung Note kind of guy, huh? I, I like I, you'd look ridiculous holding it up, but to me that makes sense. Hey, screw what other people think you look, right? If you got hands like mine, that Galaxy Note is perfect. I uh, love and that I check phone. it fits in my pocket and that's all that matters. I love that phone. Too bad it's on AT&T. My god, and do you play basketball cuz if you don't you should. <laughs> I did. <laughs> now, you know what though? Being on these different carriers could have, you know, some upsides. Like I'm on Verizon and I have the CDMA Galaxy Nexus. All the other GSM, HSPA Plus Galaxy Nexuses, Nexus Nexi, <laughs> they all got updated to 4.04. But right. the, the the damn CDMA version, like what's up Verizon? What's what's the deal with the lack of updates? And, you know, this is a great phone. I love my Galaxy Nexus. I'm not a fan of how easily scratched the screen gets. And I'm also not a fan that every time it's on Wi-Fi for an extended period of time, I have to reboot the phone to get it to connect to 3G. And I can't begin to tell you how annoying that is. Wait a minute. It's so just disabling it will not get it back on 3G? Nope. Nope. You got to reboot. Yeah, tell me about it. Every morning. This is what sometimes I just won't even switch it to Wi-Fi. I'll just suck up 3G resources at 500K because 3G here is terribly slow. Anyway, <laughs> so if you're on GSM, UMTS, EHSPA Plus variants, uh, the Galaxy Nexus and the Nexus S, uh, you guys are, you have or you are in the process of getting 4.04. Uh, that adds some stability improvements, of course, better camera performance, which one thing I will say, the and you've seen this, Ant, on your uh, anewdomain.net, you have a, a picture gallery we talked about on Yats uh, for Correct. smartphone, uh, and, and you saw some pictures this Galaxy Nexus took, and, and like that's it does pretty they were good. Outstanding, they were outstanding for sure. You guys can check that out on uh, newdomain.net. It was a cool article, and if you have Android or are you taking iOS, it's either right. It's just smart. Yeah, it's either it's either iOS or Android or even a or, point and shoot and DSLR. We just did a comparison. Oh, nice. And, and it was nice. And if you got Blackberries, I mean anything with a camera. Wait so, a minute, people don't have so, Blackberries. Sure, they do. <laughs> Some of them do still. <laughs> But yeah, so they uh, better camera performance, smoother screen rotation, which is something I've noticed on mine. It does take a, a quick sec to you know adjust itself. And one thing that's really annoying is that on the wall on the desktop, like you can't go sideways. It won't, but all the apps will. So you have to go into the app, and then it it'll rotate. I just thought that was like really annoying for some reason. But I thought that was an Android feature from day one that the, yeah. that your home screen is just your home screen is just always in portrait. 
Really, my Droid X? Well, my Droid X is CM7 though. I don't, I don't remember if it did stock. Yeah, this this Does, Sonja mod. Yeah, and all of those other rounds were rotated. Is your but stock I by default? You the, have a the, um, you have a DX. Screens were always portrait. Does your DX not do it? Um, no, it didn't. But now I'm also on CM7, and oh, yeah, it will rotate now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, mine doesn't rotate. No. Interesting. Yeah, neither does the uh, LG Revolution, which is running stock. Uh, this thing got 2.3.4, I think. Probably, yeah, yeah. That's weird. I wonder... The only time it rotates is if you have a dock. If you have a dock, it'll rotate. Right, right. That's interesting. I also heard that this uh, this update... You know, I, we've also, or I have also been complaining about the lack of a car dock with pogo pins. On the on the bottom of the Galaxy Nexus, you have these three pins. Yeah. And that'll, you know, charge, audio, whatever else it does. So I heard that somewhere online that we're not getting the update now because they're working on the support for that or something. Like, it's it's really not working, and that might possibly be why we have not yet seen a real car dock, which is annoying because Verizon will be more than happy to sell you the fake one that's just a holder, basically, for basically the same price. <laughs> so buyer beware. <laughs> but that, we've written about that uh, ad nauseum, so... Um, the Galaxy Nexus, like you guys know, came with 4.0. Uh, they're the only devices officially updated by Google from 2.3 to 4.0 are the only... What? Okay. So, uh, Samsung said it's pushing an Ice Cream Sandwich-esque update to its line of original Galaxy S smartphones. So if you have that, keep an eye out. Um, rather than go from 2.3 to 4, this update installs a number of 4.0's features on the S. So you're still going to be on the 2.3 kernel, but you'll have some 4.0 features. You'll be able to face unlock, which, lucky you, the ability to snap pictures while shooting video also. They're going to be running signage and mod. Exactly, right? <laughs> Just unlock my bootloader, GTFO, and, and move on. That's all. Um, wow. So, yeah, there are lots of lovely updates or lack thereofs. Uh, Joey, we talked about blue stacks very, very early on in, uh, AOTA history. Mm-hmm. And basically, if you don't know, it's, uh, you can run ARM-based stuff on x86 PCs. You can basically run... Yes! Okay, Android- yeah, sorry, this is coming back to me, yes. Yeah, yeah, you can run Android apps on your PC. So if you're an iPhone user and, say, you want to make the jump to Android but you're not sure, you can test out and get a feel for, you know, the the app atmosphere, the Play Store, all that stuff. <laughs> the atmosphere? Bah, 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 bah. Um, so they just hit beta now, which is cool. So you guys can... Uh, more of you now because that what were they in it was like private beta or early alpha or something something along those lines yeah i remember i remember talking about this as being something coming soon basically yeah because this was like episode five or six i feel like it, it was quite a while yeah. ago yeah speaking of things that are uh coming back into beta actually um everyone drinks at the ready dun, republic dun, dun. wireless Wow, blast from the past. Also, yeah. episodes five or six. That's cool. Uh, more like episodes what five through ten or five something through like that. Five t- Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, Republic Wireless is reopening their beta um, for those that are 
forgetting or not aware, uh, Republic Wireless is offering a a single phone currently, although they're talking about expanding to multiple phones and possibly an app, uh, which um, will allow you to use, we think, the data network as a voice over IP type Right. set up uh, and use your home or business or public Wi-Fi hotspot uh, for sending text messages and phone calls and uh, cutting the cell phone carriers out of the middle. Which I'm sure yeah. they're all just completely thrilled about. Oh, yes. I'm sure they're stoked beyond belief. They're warming uh, oh. up to lawyers right now. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> make, checking our retainer bills, making sure they're all paid up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I could be wrong, but I, I, I think there isn't anything they can really do about it. To be honest with you, um, nope. Just like but, Vonage, um, just like uh, what's the? Other, I mean, Skype. There, there's tons of, yeah. of VoIP, you know, systems that you could use. Exactly. And uh, anyway, they're they're currently in beta. Uh, they're going to be expanding that beta, and they're talking about bringing out more phone models and whatnot. And I believe that's all supposed to hit in April. Um, Watch the blog at Republic Wireless uh, for that. Uh, it's supposed to be coming soon. Let me ask you a question, and I, I don't if you know if you don't know, we'll just move on. But what is what's uh, what's preventing other phones to use this? If you're just using data for voice over IP, like why can't any phone do that? Any Android phone, or I guess even I, iPhone, right? I mean, if you're just using data. It, it, it's a good question. Is it just apps? Um, that It's an app that you run, right? No, it's not an app that you run. It's, anytime you pick up the phone, and I'm using my quotation marks here, um, it actually, instead of making a, a connection over the CDMA or, or, or whatever uh, connection that yeah, you're yeah, I get that. using. What? I get that, but that's what I'm right. saying. Like, it's... They they have that one model phone, but on that phone isn't it an application that's they you know specific for them that allows the voice over IP data. According to them, it is not an app. It is built into the OS, uh, and it had to be recompiled specifically for that phone model. Really? So if you think getting updates on your current Android phone is like pulling teeth, wait till you get one of these phones. And, you know, if they're putting in stuff like that at that level of the system, forget it. You're never going to see an update ever. Well, the irony of that was that we were based upon some videos and some screenshots that uh, uh, we saw uh, when we were talking about this initially. It, it actually looks like they may have started with Cyanogen mod and then built their custom oh, yeah. Android build off. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. um, if that's the case, then that actually gives me a snowball's chance in heck of thinking <laughs> that they're going to have updates. Yeah. Well, no. that's cool. Isn't that everything Google Voice was supposed to be from the beginning? Basically, but doesn't don't you need a, a actual cell voice minutes to use Google Voice? You do, that, but that's. Yeah. I think that's not technologically bound. That's just so, agreements with the carriers. So well, why let, doesn't? Let me tell you something here, because I've been in a situation where, oh crap, my phone bill didn't get paid, and I have a Google Voice account, and I was sitting at home, and I got Wi-Fi here, fired up the Wi-Fi on the Droid X. Man, I was making phone calls. For real? Yes. Ooh. I was making phone calls. Who, um, what carrier are you with? I'm on good old VZW Verizon. Really? 
Me too. Yeah. You know what? Now that you mention it, when I was at my mom's house uh, and there was no cell service there, I turned on airplane mode and just kicked on Wi-Fi, and I was sending text messages with it, but I couldn't make a phone call. I made phone calls with mine for, for about crazy. two days. Oh, just and to try, you know, I was like, huh, I, I didn't get to pay my bill. Interesting. Like, like, Wait a minute, I'm making phone calls. I'm not even going to rush it. Because I, I, I asked... <laughs> I asked that a long time ago when I first got my old Windows phone. I was like, I went in there. I was like, so can I just have a data plan and use Skype or something? And they were like, absolutely not. Yeah, like, you have to make all their money off the minutes. It, exactly. Right. And what are minutes? Like, how much? What's the overhead on minutes for them? Like, nothing, right? Nothing. It's there. Nothing. So it's especially once we get LTE. What's there to prevent some company to come along? based on cyanogen mod or something like that and say here's here's all you need is is internet either wi-fi or 3g or lte and you can do everything and then wouldn't that push more on the main carriers to be like you know maybe we should rethink this model yeah, well, i don't think it time, will if you're doing tethering why do you have to pay extra for that it's still data whoa 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 it's who's just ways for them to make money who's paying extra for tethering haven't you read my well, how-to come on anybody who's not rooted and well no 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 my how-to no no root required fox fine pd the new pda net brilliant but yeah i get what you're saying and it's it is stupid that there i could understand it and i think i wrote about this that if i was using my internet on both devices at the same time, thus doubling my usage, then I could understand getting charged extra. But as long as I am only using this as a station to broadcast it to this other device, still using one at a time, not using anything I wouldn't be otherwise, then it should be fine. It should be included. And that's BS that it's not. It's just another way to nickel and dime us. It's ridiculous. I don't think you're going to go a laptop dock for my phone then well, I have to pay the tethering plan, technically. Say that again, Kyle? exact same device. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's that, Ant? I don't think the big companies are going to go anywhere because they are big. You know, someone's going to come out with this model and, and present it, and it's just going to wow people. But, you know, Verizon and AT&T have deep pockets, and they're going to have these these lawyers that can figure out some type of loophole and end up going to – to the big government and Congress and so forth, and they're gonna and they're gonna win. And you know Just what? Just push the little man out. Same way with this whole IPTV. I know it's not Android related, but it's the same thing that's gonna be going on with the IPTV folks. Well, speaking of which, um, I actually had the opportunity to put uh, to go about two hours south uh, last weekend in the car, and uh, we were kind of chewing along there and ran out of conversation. And fired up uh, uh, Pandora. And I'm going, you know, we're screaming along down a highway here on a 3G connection, which is not blazingly fast, but is still useful. Yes. And we're streaming, you know, music at, okay, maybe it's 64 kbps, maybe it's 196. It's acceptable. It's FM quality or, or a little better. Um, it's not CD, but quite frankly, most of the time, you really can't hear the difference between CD and FM all that much anyway. Nope. Um, and we're screaming down the highway at 65 miles an hour with a cell phone listening to Pandora through a 3G internet connection. If we can do that, and let's let's face it, the number of people that own or have access to a smartphone is is rising. The number of people that have uh, unlimited or very large data plans is rising. Uh, 
what is the future of FM radio? I mean, who needs to put up a 100,000-watt antenna, play, pay the FCC for licensing, pay a staff? Um, it's just it's not going to happen. But listen, People are Joey. going to abandon that as a medium because you can do it over the Internet, and it's using a device you already have. It's something you're already paying for. The content sure. is there. The platforms are there. The only thing that's not there is the ubiquitous connectivity in the vehicles. And Ford is making a move in that direction. I mean, all the higher-end models, of course. And they're basically using your phone as the station to, to you know broadcast everything right. into. And so once that happens fully, once I don't have to have a crappy tape in my, you know, tape deck with an auxiliary out plug to get this to work. Like once it's just there, then I can see them having to, you know, really rethink stuff. But a lot of radio stations are are online streaming and all, and all that. But the, well, that's the other thing is that I think that that's the if we can't beat them, we'll join them. The crap. key is the ad free content. It's entertaining. There's a plethora of of subjects that you could listen about. I mean, the the things I listen to, like I would have. I would have had to pay, you know, like $60,000 in college tuition to go to physics classes to listen to some of these professors. And it's really accessible and mind-blowing, like, how much of it is out there. Like, there's more content produced than we could ever consume. Well, the other thing I was going to bring up on that subject, um, I keep getting offers from Sirius XM uh, to renew my satellite radio. Nope. That is just not going to happen. No. I mean, they're giving me, we're going to give you six months for 25 bucks and no. free activation. No. And I'm just going, no. No way in hell. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is that there's your premium radio market, the people that are paying for a service that to get something. And the problem with satellite radio is that it's just exactly like an FM radio station. You've got a DJ or a playlist you have or something. Crappy ads. And yeah, and you, <laughs> you get have ads. Repetitive and you get, music. And, and you've and, got, yeah. yeah, you've got all of the problems of satellite radio. The only, the only, the, excuse me, all the problems of traditional radio. You've got an added cost to the consumer, and the only thing that you're gaining is the fact that you can drive from Maine to Florida or Maine to California and listen to the same station. Well, listen, way. though. Listen, Joey, that wasn't always the case. Back in the day when this first surfaced, there was a lot of benefit. The quality was way better. It, you could hear things you wouldn't hear on regular radio. But now we're so far past that, and they haven't done really anything except merge with the other satellite radio. Like, good job, Monopoly guys. But they haven't, like, innovated anything. It's just radio, but, ooh, through a satellite. And and then yeah, podcasting but- comes along. And granted, some shows that are podcasts are replayed on, on Sirius and stuff. But I think overall, in the end, the content is just here. Like, it's not there. I just think that what's going to what's going to end up happening is that pretty soon Sirius XM is just not going to be able to pay the bills anymore because they're still a traditional licensing farm in that they still have to have content creators and licensing deals with music companies. They have all of the overhead of a traditional radio station. Plus, you've got satellites in space that you're freaking beaming stuff. I was just gonna say, dude, with the the first time one of those satellites comes rocking somebody's (laughs) world through their like bathroom or something, it's over. (laughs) That's it. I own both of the satellite companies now because my mother just got killed by one of their dishes. Thank you. 
Yep, but uh, I mean, is it is it Sputnik? No, it's Sirius XM. <laughs> I'm serious, uh, guys. Yeah. So serious. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to die, and um, sooner rather than later. And I think that they're going to uh, possibly take FM terrestrial radio with them. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen overnight. But what I think you're going to see is people like, for instance, in Maine and Montana. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of radio stations that have. A huge amount of overhead and a very low listener base. Oh, sure. Dude, um, there's like four of them here, and they all play the three same songs that they bought. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's very – my tunes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very and, slim. Um, anyway, but it, we, we, I know we suffer from that up here. Um, and they keep changing programming, and they keep changing you know genres and everything to try to keep an audience, and it's just not happening because I think more and more people are just going for either YouTube or Pandora on their phones, and I think that's just going to bury them in the end. Yep, the more that we get mobile in people's hands and get them educated enough to use them, then, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely going to go there. You have your internet connection that's on all the time, as long as it's not being sucked up by a virus or some malware transmitting your information to some Chinese people, uh, then, yeah, you're, you're great. You're great. Plus, once we get LTE, forget it. And I say we, like, here in Montana, because I'm still waiting for it. But I can drive <laughs> to Washington and get it, and it is so fast. I yes, and it drains your battery even faster. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Even my extended battery. I like, but I, I, I mentioned this when I first got back from Seattle uh, from that podcast show that L, the use case for LTE is as you need it. It's, you don't use it all the time. You use it right. after you film a video and you want to get it to YouTube real quick. You don't right. leave that stuff on. Not until we have uh, some sort of innovation in battery or, something there there has to be something else because to maintain those speeds at that you know that amount of bandwidth like it it sucks battery you know that there's no way around it it's physics i'm constantly telling average users how to turn that 4g off you know that lte off right. um, every single day you know they, they get home and they want it but then they get to work and they're like well, i can't find my charger what am i going to do uh turn that <laughs> daggum 4g off yeah you know how do i do that airplane so, mode <laughs> you know yeah i gotta admit i just turned it off today uh not because we actually have 4g up here so it wasn't actually using it but i figure it was probably sapping at least a little bit of battery trying to query yeah. a 4g tower all the time Right, trying to find it. Is it it's weird? the same way with Wi-Fi. I mean, if you're, if I'm sitting at my office um, on the job or whatever, there's no need for me to turn on Wi-Fi on my phone for it to continue to look for some type of access point and and allow me to connect to it when I'm not going to really use it. You know, just but keep that aunt, little bit of battery life. And you, know? you got to remember though, if you have an access point and your Wi-Fi is connected to it that's going to use less battery life than the amount of signal you're maintaining through the 3G connection. Well, yeah, no, I agree with that. So with it that. depends. Now, if you have to do like the decibel fade with Wi-Fi analyzer and see is your Wi-Fi signal better than your 3G, and it, there's, there's some sort of equation in there that will tell you, you know, but chances are if you have good Wi-Fi, kick that on, and as long as, mm -hmm. you know, you're not pulling down loads of data – just being connected to it is is going to be better, I think, because you're not mm -hmm. using the 3G, and that sucks. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, speaking of which, hey, Kyle, have you noticed any huge difference in, in Houston between 3G on, 3G off, Wi-Fi on, Wi-Fi off? My biggest complaint with the Wi-Fi is Android, if it connects to one, but it's a really weak signal, it'll still hang on to that rather than jump to the 3G or what AT&T calls 4G. 
and it's just I'm always having to turn it off just to get a connection. That would be nice if there was a way to tell it, like you know, at this decibel range, you know, yeah, drop it up. and kick over to three G. And if you're a Galaxy Nexus on Verizon, reboot yourself in between because that's <laughs> that's how you roll. That's fine. No, that's fu- that's perfectly fine. It, it keeps my phone funky fresh. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> so, um, in some lawsuit news, uh, we have a judge in that case about Hasbro and the Transformer Prime. The judge says, nay, it does not infringe. The judge quotes as saying, there is nothing gimmicky about the Triple E Pad Transformer or the Triple E Pad Transformer Prime. Nor can it be said that there is any similarity in the use or function between Hasbro and Asus's products. Because, don't get However, me wrong, what, the, Ant? The, cartoon, the cartoon, his, his, his character name is Transformers Autobots, Optimus Prime, right? Right, and if you see a Transformer Prime and an Optimus Prime, you get completely confused, and you end up bringing your six-year-old a $700 tablet. <laughs> so I can totally... No, Hasbro, it's cool. <laughs> like, I, I I see where you're coming from completely. It's like Apple and Samsung. I, I totally get it now. But I can't... There, you do have to admit there was some legitimacy to the lawsuit because when you look at the Transformer Prime, there is... More than meets the eye. If Hasbro was smart, they would have gone to Asus and set up some licensing deal. You know, Dude! The next one, the Optimus. Right? Exactly. Uh, how slap cool. A, slap a sticker on it, you know, an Autobot right? or Decepticon sticker on it. Dude. Oh. Dude. <laughs> I, I am not buying one until I can buy the Transformer Optimus Prime. I want that's what I'm talking about. That's what Man. I'm holding out for. That would be fantastic. I would I would have paid an extra 50 bucks on the Prime for a, a Decepticon sticker. I mean, they have the color. It's that... It's not it's what the they call it. Decepticon colors. Champagne. This is like Decepticon colors, man. I should well, just... That would have to be the Megatron Prime. That's the right. Megatron. The Megatron Prime. <laughs> the Shockwave Prime. So... You failed me again, Starscream. <laughs> God, those old cartoons were so much better than the new Transformer crap that they're trying to pass off. Oh, as knock consumable. it off! I'm agree, just bro. saying. I have I all gotta the, agree. I have yeah. the old stuff, and you have nothing that compares to Metroplex and Omega Supreme in the new uh, stuff. And Michael Bay, I hate you. I'm just saying. Okay, look. Okay, moving uh, on. Allow me nope. To, moving on. To, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! One <laughs> point on that. Camaro. Okay. <laughs> it's a flipping Camaro. I don't care what the cartoon says. The Camaro. I love Camaros. It looks awesome. Thank you. You GM. know what? If you just took it there, and you know what? Honestly, I don't even care about that. You know what really pissed me off was the damn uh, what the hell are they called? Devastator. That wasn't what Dev. Dev, you ever watched the cartoon, Michael? Oh, you're right, Michael. Right, right. Have you ever seen YouTube? The cartoon michael bay that's not at all anything close to resembling what my childhood dreams of devastator were like well as we established in the pre-show sometimes your dreams and what you see are not always accurate to what the rest of us believe i'm just saying it's complete crap how much cooler would it have been if whatever um 
<laughs> Moving forward, along in the Transformer Prime update, they added Wi-Fi Direct. What's Wi-Fi Direct, you might be asking? Well, I asked the same thing earlier. And basically, to just put it shortly, it's like Bluetooth, but faster. It's like wireless network without the router. That's that's Wi-Fi Direct. So nothing. What did you call it, uh, Kyle? Ad hoc, non-ad hoc? Yeah, anytime two Wi-Fi devices connect directly to each other without a router in between them, it's called an ad hoc network. Exactly. So basically they rebadged that. Basically. Except, (laughs) and let's, let's direct our attention to Exhibit A. Reddit. The Android subreddit. Apparently I wasn't the only one that had no idea what Wi-Fi Direct or what it was used for or how you could use it because when you turn it on, I I turn it on on my Prime, I turn it on on my GeneX, and they just kind of sat there. And I was like, well, let's go into the settings. And you pull it down, and it says tap for settings. And I'm like, tap, nothing. It just brings you back to the thing that lets you turn it on and off, and that's all. So... I looked on the Google developer blog and apparently Wi-Fi direct is more of like a set of protocols that somebody is supposed to make an app that taps into the API calls and then you can do stuff. So, or maybe like Kyle mentioned pre-show, it might be built into the file explorer, but it is not on mine. So now I'm totally ignorant to this, but it, it just sounds like doing FTP on your internal land. Basically, but let's say I was out in the field and I didn't have a LAN to connect to. I mean, I could do it through Bluetooth, but Bluetooth is really slow. So right. I would hop on, I would do this. And, I mean, I guess you could, yeah. because It, it you allows can, you to do networking between two phones that have no other common networking protocol. But, For instance, hold on, whoa, uh, I know what you're going to say. You can just go through the network or you can email stuff or something like well, that. Well, no, no, but, no, I was just going to say you can turn one into a Wi-Fi spot, but that doesn't necessarily give you the same capabilities. No, it doesn't give you necessarily what right, app- it doesn't give you access to the file system. And right. also, th- think about it from this, from this uh, standpoint. You've got a Verizon device... Uh, Kyle's got an, an AT&T device. You both have Wi-Fi Connect turned on. Hey, look at that. You guys can communicate even though you have nothing in common between your devices. Hey, except you can't because nobody's made any apps. Well, I haven't looked really that hard for apps for it. I just noticed it today that the Prime now and it's supports it. it's brand new too, so it'll be a while until that. Well, uh, the, my GeneX well, is... Hold on. Well, what's the difference between this and... Again, I know I'm getting off Android... Between this and the Nintendo DS and DSi and how they connect, what's it DS? Would be similar. Is DSi Bluetooth or is it ad hoc? I thought it was just an ad hoc connection that, that allows those two devices to game with one another. They don't go out to the cloud. It's all an internal. Yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, data pack. No, I think like the PSP did that. It was basically the same thing. Hmm. Oh, really? So yeah, pretty much, not... someone's looking at the phone saying, "Hey, we got Bluetooth." But that's really kind of slow. Every phone has Wi-Fi in it, so it has a faster transmitter and receiver in it. We could just use this instead, 
And so they're just using an ad hoc network, slapping a new name on it, pretending like they invented something. Right. Okay. All Wi-Fi Direct devices are able to operate as either a device or an access point. The Wi-Fi Direct devices negotiate when they first connect to determine which device acts as an access point. As the number and type of devices attaching to Wi-Fi increase, the basic model setup was router, blah, 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 Wi-Fi protected it, setup, which is easily exploited. It also blah, sounds blah, blah, blah. like you could run a so, mesh network off of this, wherein you could have one um, device that was on a – say it was a data modem, and you could actually cover a remote area that had no Wi-Fi infrastructure by using other devices that had Wi-Fi direct to create a network of – uh, wireless access points that would send and receive uh, data. But, I mean, again, the, the thing is, is this that's one of those things where, yes, it's cool, but unless you're in the middle of a field on a Boy Scout camping trip, um, <laughs> what do you really need to be able to create a mesh network in the middle of nowhere? For? No, honestly, I found it much quicker to have it saved, have my dedicated server where, you know, all these all our other shows are hosted at. I have that saved in my file explorer and so i can if i really need to i can just get to that and then you know from there put it wherever but wi-fi i don't know it's a function that's there and it bugs me because i i like i want it to do something and it doesn't do anything it's it's just annoying time will come it's just annoying that's all same with nfc that makes me wonder about you know what's the difference between that and dlna DLNA is made strictly. I thought that was like strictly for media streaming, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've honestly I've never used that. Because I mean, I look at um, uh, I use I used to use PlayStation Media Server, and it would see whatever directories I pointed it to, whether it had um, what do you call it? Whether it was a media directory or just a document directory, it would at least display it. I never tried to transfer it from one machine to the Do next, it. but I but I noticed that it was at least there. <laughs> Do yeah, any DL, of you guys know DLNA is more about streaming. Do okay. any of you guys know what DLNA actually stands for? What is it? A digital life and media and I don't know. The, something alliance. You were close. <laughs> the the digital living network alliance. I had no idea that that's what that yeah. stood for. But yeah, it's just this, that's interesting. Media management, discovery and control. Is what the the standards are. You know what it uses to do all that? <laughs> What's that? Our good friend UPNP. What's oh, up? Oh UPNP. That's What's right. right. <laughs> you know that thing you, you should. That's not a security risk. That thing you should always <laughs> disable. Yeah, we're gonna just use that. That's fine. Anyway, this is definitely not Android, but that's fine. We we can do. By that. the way, is that like not the most horrible name for a protocol? DLNA. <laughs> No, UPNP. UPNP. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's, UP, IP, we all NP. I, mean, I don't know. It's yeah, just, it's uh, it's pretty terrible. Um, so on this Reddit, just to wrap this up, basically, it's a, a lot of people, the, the, the premise, what everyone's saying is that as of now, there's no third-party apps that take advantage of Wi-Fi Direct, but TouchWiz 4.0 does have inbuilt Wi-Fi Direct capabilities, but that's about it, so... And everybody basically is like, I have it, I can enable it, and I can disable it, but that's it. So, eh, there you go. Whatever. So, uh, the Google Play Store. Kyle, what do you think of Google Play? Do you, do you like the new name? Are you down with the, the rebranding? or what, what do you think? 
Well, no, I think uh, who was it earlier said atmosphere. That would have been a much better idea. <laughs> At least, <laughs> that, yeah, something more easily trademarkable. Yeah, I understand thank you. I'll why take credit for that one. I and I don't have a better suggestion. I just don't think that was the right one. And I I find it a little funny because when you look at your on your Android phone and you look at the actual music player and no the um the actual market application it says play store like it's it a fake me... like a toy store right. like here's yeah, my real car when you were a kid this is play play time yeah yeah, yeah. here's my real car and here's my play car <laughs> yay yeah i thought that was a little odd but you i mean know... i i understand what they're trying to do far as um get that ecosystem to to compete with amazon but Man, that name and this—they—they should—they could have done better than that. Those guys are a lot smarter than that over there. Honestly, I want to. That's why they didn't come up with a better name because they're too damn smart. <laughs> You're too smart for your own damn good. <laughs> I want to say it's—it's it's grown on me. Uh, it's definitely the icon. I like. I like the. I like. It's. It's making me. It's. It's okay. I, I'm okay with it. I'm still typing market.android.com and it redirected. Where, what are you typing? Just yet. When would you ever have to type to get to the market? Like, are you going to the market on your Windows 7 or like, what are you doing? Well, um, every now and then if I'm listening to a track and I just open up a browser on a, while I'm at the computer, of course, not on my phone. Right. And I open up the browser and I just, just go to the URL market.android.com. For, I just got so used to doing that. For Google and Music? Of course, it just changes it over all of a sudden to play.google.com slash store slash music. Uh, are you talking <laughs> about for Google Music? Yeah. Oh, I always type music.google.com for some reason. I, I yeah, yeah. That doesn't work anymore either. It's Does it changed. not? <laughs> yeah, it, it redirects too. Oh, what's I used that? to do that too. I never noticed. Wow, it is all like play. Well, I have no life, so I, I noticed. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first stage is admitting play.google.com slash music slash listen, which, by the way, listen is a, just a it, it's a podcast app, but it's uh, I don't know, leaves a little something to be desired, I guess. I'll admit I use it. Do you use it? Does it work with all the shows yeah. you listen you know to? What? It does for the. It's got a couple of bugs, but uh, it'll download my podcast for me. Really? Because I used it until it stopped downloading this other show I do, and the, it like I couldn't figure out how to fix it, and so I just stopped using it, and that was the end of that. I don't even it's, know if it works now. I should try it. And now there's a few that I mean, for one thing, if uh, if you just let download the the episodes. You gotta manually move them to your queue, or the next one that comes out, it'll wipe out the old one. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. I mean, there's. I wish they would just buy Beyond Pod or something and make that. I I don't know. I like Beyond Pod. Yeah. It's perfect for what I use it for. I never use either one of those. Really? Do you listen to podcasts? Have you heard of yet another tech show? Let me. You know, my podcasts are handled on Plex Media Server. What's that? Uh, Plex is a. a, a an app is a cross-platform app, and you install the server on a home computer, and they have um Android app. I think they have an iOS app. And basically, I just got all of my uh, podcasts downloaded into my computer at home, and I can serve them up either over Wi-Fi or over 3G. Well, that's cool. It's like your own little uh, Google Music server, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. 
Hang the on. only problem with that is when is your hard drive does not work with Linux. I Ooh. run Linux, brother. What? Yes, I'm the running. I looked at did not work with Linux at all. No, I have the Linux server, and um, only problem that I do have with it is it doesn't. Some of the files don't work on my Google TV because I have the Logitech review, and it doesn't do the transcoding on the fly like a like some of the other um, DLNA devices would do. Oh, maybe I was looking at the wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of a different app then because I I looked at one that was it specifically said Windows or Mac. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm thinking of a different one because there's at least two or three I saw that did that kind of home server type thing. Maybe I've got my my names twisted. Now I will tell you the Plex, the Plex, um, what do you call it? Media Manager is not available on Linux, but the Media Server is. Um, that may be where I'm getting my my names twisted. Yeah, the Media Joey. Server is. I can serve it up, but I don't have the the nice uh, GUI interface that I would have on my Windows PC. But I don't care because I just use my mobile app ninety percent of the time to access that stuff. See, the only thing, the only thing I can say against that that idea, and it isn't a direct criticism of you. Um, the uh, <laughs> sure, even though yeah, <laughs> it's not meant to critique you, but it is. Uh, no, um, uh, up until I got this this Verizon smartphone phone through my new job. Uh, the only thing I had was a Nook, and it doesn't have 3G, which meant that any kind of uh, podcast catching had to be done on a Wi-Fi connection, and it had to be stored on the device in order for me to use it mobile. Yeah. And that's the only downside of running that, that kind of client-server environment um, in that you have to have that ubiquitous connectivity that you may or may not actually have. Yeah, that's true. Uh so that's why I didn't go with that. I went with Beyond Pod because, quite frankly, when you're talking about a standalone, it works awesome. Um, although I got to admit, one thing you need to be careful of: anybody out there using Beyond Pod, uh, be sure that you don't let your file system get full. If you nah. do, weird things happen. If you go on vacation and don't listen to podcasts, and you have it set to auto download update every day at like six yeah. in the morning, after. Mm, I have like forty something feeds in mine that update, you know, rotationally. And after like five days, well, I drive all day for a living, so eight hours, right. say six hours a day, I'm in my truck. So that right. that's what I do. But yeah, so if I go for like five days without listening to them and deleting them, it'll just it'll fill itself up, and then just basically you're you have to delete everything or most of them or. It's a pain. Yeah, and, and I don't know quite what happened. I think it might be a glitch between the Nook, the Cyanogen mod that's running well, no, on it, and the – and the, well, no, 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 because this, this goes a little bit beyond this. Oh. Uh, it, it was Something happened. Beyond Pod filled up the file system, and somehow, some way, not quite sure how, something got corrupted in the permissions, and I don't not quite sure why, but now every time I reboot the tablet or the Nook, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, it uninstalls an app. Do you think that I have to reinstall every time? Man. Listen, yeah, <laughs> at work, so something's not right, and I haven't had a chance to do a lot of troubleshooting with it. Uh, rumor has it you can run Ice Cream Sandwich now uh, through Cyanogen Mod Nine uh, Alpha uh, on the Nook Color. So if that's true, I may end up investing in a 16 gig micro SD and slapping it on there. Do you think that's the limit? The the that's the SD card having going over its read and write uh, capability 
because you're constantly downloading podcasts, deleting podcasts, downloading pod- Do you think that puts it over and, and just corrupts data? I doubt it because it, it's had some weird issues in the past that I had to correct by running a script to fix permissions mm. uh, because it actually was telling me that I couldn't delete things. And I don't <laughs> believe it had anything to do with, with a physical restriction on the card. I think it was software. I'm super user mofo. Tell me I can't delete something. <laughs> Shit. Word. I got root on this. <laughs> I will super delete something. I will dill tree something. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um, let's... Hey, Kyle, what was that shirt that uh, that you wanted to get off of Think Geek? Fear me for I have root. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes, that's a wonderful shirt. I like Think Geek. <laughs> so uh, let's – was there anything else anyone wanted to cover? Do you guys want to talk about the ad system real quick? We're kind of at the end of our hour, but, I mean, whatever. I just, I just wanted to say personally that I think notification bar ads are like the worst. They're so annoying, and I, I games that do that, like I don't uninstall them because they are kind of cool games, but it definitely makes me not want to buy in-game purchases. Like I don't. No, I had one that it keep come up in the notification bar, telling me I wasn't playing it enough, and I, I uh, can delete it. Fast no, enough. this one I'm talking mainly the one I notice is Frontline Commando, and it's only on the weekends. Really, it's like sixty percent off this gun. It's like I'm just good at this game. I'm not gonna spend money. Like it's not that entertaining. I mean, it is, but it's. I would rather buy a, a like a two ninety nine app than have you know have to keep buying guns and ammo. That that just seems weird to me i don't know so these these ads happen on a paid version of the app already no 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 it's that's what i'm saying i wish they would just come out with a paid version that you could play through the levels and get the guns instead i don't like the idea of spending real money on video game guns maybe it's because it's the montana in me i need to just go buy real guns i don't know yes but so and uh, t- apparently T-Mobile uh, pissed off a lot of its customers with their own notification bar ads. And this just speaks to – we don't – our notification bar – I don't know. This is this is just me personally. My, my notification bar is used for notifications. I don't ever want to see advertisements in my notification bar. That's not what that's for. Uh, you know, you, you might – say different but that that's just i've as since i've been using android for the last few years like that's i agree that's what why that it's called is. notification bar yeah it's not a place for ads that just that's not where they go you know that if you want to put ads do do it some other way but so what happened is that uh t-mobile they were using the notification system to enrich its advertising options and yeah people were like no thank you um, they had a large number of customers that went to the company and a bunch of forums and were just protesting the crap out of it. They said, stop it. The ads were for T-Mobile VIP zone, other magenta services, just terrible. And like, it's, it's so invasive. I feel like that's so much more invasive because if I'm playing the game, I expect to see the ads. I don't want to see the ads when I'm not playing the game. Like, I feel like you're in, you're overstepping your bounds in what you can do on my device. That That's just me. So what do you oh, think? I agree. I, I totally agree. Give me the notification bar to be for notifications. Well, and more so just if I'm using your software then you are allowed to show me whatever if i'm not using your stuff you shouldn't i should not be seeing ads from you 
Like just if a I, little, just a little evasive. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm opening the game, be like, "Yo, sixty percent off this stupid new gun. Cool. Do you want it? Nah. Okay. That that's all. Don't don't give it to me Saturday morning. And so I wake up to it. and I'm like, uh. Anyway, that that was just me. So. Um, <laughs> Rim reporting some awesome. No, some very ugly quarter four results did you want to mention what those were uh well i just have this feeling that the whole company's on the rim getting ready to fall in and be flushed uh, and it can't go fast enough <laughs> oh my gosh those guys man it it starts but it starts from the top that's you know? your fault though right for not being yeah. not seeing when you should have pivoted your business uh or innovated more or more quickly. Well, this is that whole General Motors thing. I mean, they were the big fish in the big pond, and all of a sudden, there's a little creeping bit of of, of another breed of fish coming in, which is smaller, lighter weight, cheaper, dun, dun. better, higher, higher quality cars. Dun, dun. And all of a sudden, the big dun, dun, fish gets dun, displaced dun, out of the dun, pond, dun, 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 and they're dun, left dun, wondering dun, why. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, totally. I, I fully agree. Bye, Ram. Anyway, uh, app picks. Do you guys have app picks? Joey, you have app picks? I have an app pick. This week, uh, this is a interesting app. It's it's not actually so much an app as it is a widget, but it's uh, I threw it in here because I find it extremely useful. Um, for a lot of us have data that we want to protect on the phone and uh, not have the and have, so we have a lock screen or a password or a pa- or a passcode or whatnot um but uh i find it extremely annoying uh, particularly when i'm listening to my audiobooks uh to have to unlock the screen in the middle of uh a, a listening to a book just to pause it uh, which I do quite frequently, um, you know, going through a toll booth or something or uh, just talking to somebody or whatnot. You just want to be able to hit that pause or that play without unlocking it. And, and I have a, a fairly complex password, so it's not just, okay, one, two, three, four, and in. It's something more than that. And um, so this little thing called, uh, let's see here, what's the exact name? Sorry, I get this. Uh, Stay Awake Widget. And what it does is it places a small single-size icon on your screen, and it allows you by tapping to turn on and turn off the ability for the phone to stay unlocked when it's plugged into either a USB or a wall power adapter or both. That's Um, pretty cool. And, yeah, and it works really well. Uh, I mean, the... What you're really trying to protect when you're when you're talking about a phone uh, and a lock screen and whatnot is when you have lost control of the device, when it is physically no longer in your presence. And if I've got it plugged into a charger in the car, at house, at uh, at work, or whatever, I haven't lost control of that device physically. And one of the things it will do is that unless you've touched uh, touched it within a minute. Um, and you unplug it, it locks immediately. Oh, that's slick. Yeah. So, uh, like, for instance, you know, if I'm sitting there and I haven't touched the phone for a minute, it's kind of gone to its little darker screen mode, I unplug it, and I pick it up immediately, it's already locked. Perfect. Wonderful. It provides you with security. It provides you with a hard password that you can use, but you don't have to type it in every three seconds to do the very simplest of tasks. Um for those of you with enterprise-grade phones, check, of course, to see if this violates any kind of security policy. There's the disclaimer for the week. Or don't. Uh, I mean, whatever, right? 
Yeah, only, I would if I were you. It's only IoT. Um, come on. But uh, I mean, it, it, it like I say it allows it allows you to keep the security when you've lost it, but it it allows you to have the convenience of not having to untype it, uh, punch it in every single time. That's very, what I got. Very cool. Very handy. Thank you for that. Uh, Ant, what do you got for us? You got something? Well, mine is called Untapped, and it's basically a social network to to find different beers that are out there. <laughs> nice. I love me some beer. I'm not a drunk, but I love <laughs> me some beer. Famous last words. I'm not and, a <laughs> drunk. Give me that beer. is because you don't go to a meeting. Oh my gosh, man! Now, no, this it, is cool. You this get is to def- see. This you is get cool. to, to to have your friends on there, and basically, it's it's similar to a Foursquare where you check in. Um, but you check in saying I'm drinking um, sweet water by Blue. You oh, know? that's and cool! You can follow these different brew- breweries and see what other um, different brews that they have out there, and check what your buddy down the road is having. And you know, okay, I had this at so and so's bar, and sort of allows you to see what else is out there. Uh, it's free. It's it's pretty lightweight. They update it pretty regularly as well. And sometimes I've seen some notifications for different um, specials going on in your area. So of course you got those permissions issues to deal with and privacy issues that some people really worry about. Um, yeah, we don't. Story. We don't worry. <laughs> we don't worry about that here. No worries. Yeah, but um, but that's another story. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a really neat app. Like I said, it's it's. Pretty much like a Foursquare. If you go to the um, to on the App Store now and look at it, Foursquare is like the next app that they recommend on there. It, to <laughs> me, though, it it almost sounds more of a Go Mizo or a Mizo than than a Foursquare because Foursquare is more like location, isn't that? That's like yeah. when I go watch something, I say, "Hey, I'm watching Walking Dead now," and if I'm right. drinking this, so that that's kind of what it reminds me of. But yeah, that's right. a, that's a cool app for sure. Yeah, I love it for, for it, all you drunks out it, there. It's got a lot of um, – if you come to a point where you're drinking something and it's not in there, of course, you can add it. But there's all kind of beers out there besides your Budweiser's and your wonderful Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, microbrews all over. And I, I Get don't out even there drink, and discover them. They're great. A... Very cool. <laughs> and that is Untapped. Untapped. All right. uh, Kyle, you got an app pick for us? Yeah, I'm going with a game. Uh, it's not the highest rated game, but for whatever reason, this is the one I keep coming back to and playing over and over again. Uh, it's called Pirates and Traders. It's real simple graphics, no animations. It's uh, basically your old school turn-based strategy role-playing type game. Oh, cool. You're in the Caribbean. You get to choose at the beginning, you know, like your different skill sets or whatever, and pretty much decide if you're gonna, just going to be a trader, you're going to be a smuggler, you're going to go out and be a pirate, which, of course, everybody's... <laughs> It's the internet. We're all pirates here. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. So, pirates and traders, cool. Uh, I got a game for you guys, keeping on my roll of uh, fun games I've been discovering. This one's called Spirit HD. If you have been on iPhone, I guess you guys have known about this. This is new to me. This is, wow. Th- this is like uh, Osmos was for me, discovering it and playing it on the tablet like that. That's a cool game. This is just awesome so check it out they have an xhd version or an hd version 
THD version. Uh, they support Gingerbread 2.3, Honeycomb, uh, Tager 2, and Xperia Play Optimized. So, and they have call-out if you would like to help beta test the upcoming 2.0 version with online features and many other enhancements. Sign up at tinyletter.com slash jackalgames, uh, J-A-K-Y-L games. So, uh, Spirit HD, it's a cool game. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you're this ghost thing and you swirl around all these other little things and you warp space basically and it makes a wormhole and it sucks them away but it's and it constantly like there's new things it's more fun on the tablet i played on my phone a little bit and like osmos i can play on my phone all day but spirit you kind of need a tablet i feel like but these pictures look like phagocytosis isn't that crazy it's (laughs) oh man it's such a cool game though you gotta play it that's I thought it was like virus and bacteria and stuff, but it's like I I don't even know ghosts and plus signs and little it's HIV like the, pluses and negatives. It's like the opening scene for X Men or something. I know talking about mutation. Oh, mutation. <laughs> it's pretty neat looking. Yeah, man, it's it's such a fun game though for sure. So check it out, uh, Spirit HD or Spirit X H D. So, uh, I want to leave you guys with this. I found this uh, from freepress.net, and it's basically about Verizon and big cable companies getting into a deal that might, might kill broadband competition and make it harder for us, the consumers, to afford high-speed Internet access. Washington is looking closely at the deal. Last week, the Senate Antitrust Subcommittee held a hearing on it, and the public outcry against it is getting louder uh, by the day. So this is um, <laughs> this is just terrible. Uh, while it might be a cozy arrangement for Verizon and the, it's basically the wireless companies and the cable companies. Verizon struck a deal with Comcast, Time Warner, Cox <laughs> Communications. To stop competing against one another, they want to divvy up the spoils of the growing mobile market for themselves so they can continue gouging customers uh, without the threat of competition. Whether you use a mobile phone or a desktop computer to access the internet, this deal will hurt you. Verizon is already the largest wireless provider in a consolidated market. If there is no competition to keep carriers in check, Prices will continue to spiral upwards, and services will decline, as you may or may have not noticed. I have. So, uh, Oh, my gosh. The Senate Antitrust Committee is holding a hearing on Verizon shenanigans on Wednesday. Uh, this guy, his name is Josh Levy, Internet Campaign Director, Free Action Press Fund. He says he will be there uh, to report. So who knows? Do any of you folks know anybody running... Fios? No, I don't. But basically, if this deal is approved, the U.S. will fall even farther behind the rest of the world in broadband adoption, speed, and affordability. Sky-high wireless and broadband bills will rise even higher, even if you're not a Verizon or cable cartel customer. I like that, the cable cartel. These companies are talking, or aren't talking about trading sports players back and forth. The product they're trading is our very ability to access information and engage in our democracy. Well, I don't know about all that, but that's what Josh thinks. So, uh, do you want Verizon to have that kind of power? Uh, check it out at freepress.net. 
Wow. I know, right? Isn't that just... <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. Here's a, a link for you guys if you want to read that further. So uh, thank you, Ant and Kyle. It's been a pleasure having you on Attack of the Androids. Joey, as always, I, thank you. I appreciate the invite, man. A yeah, lot of fun. Absolutely. And we'll be seeing you guys, me and Ant will, on uh, yet another techshow.com on Saturday. Which reminds me, if you do need an auxiliary guest or at least someone to be sarcastic, uh, give me a call. We could use a radio Sweet. announcer voice for our intro. I'm just saying. And now it's yet another Dak show with Ant, Matt, and the rest of the Ant Hill. <laughs> the Ant Hill. We should have went with that. Instead, we're yeah, we're Yats. That's Yats. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Uh, check out GroovyPost.com and a new domain.net. And if you take pictures with your smartphone, send those. Where can people send those, Ant? Send those to ant at a new domain.net. Perfect. And uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Write us a review. People, that would be helpful, I feel like. If, if people that listen, subscribe to iTunes. Five stars. Here's a review. I enjoy the show. Thank you. Matt's a smartass. So, uh, you can email show at attacktheandrews.com. You can leave us a message at 406-204-4687 if you'd like. And uh, we'll catch you. What's the new date? It's Tuesdays, right, Joey? Yeah, it'll be Tuesday. The next show will be Tuesday the 3rd of April. Um, and then it'll be Buffer Overflow Show on the 5th. Right. All right. So, check that out. BufferOverflowShow.com, attacktheandrews.com, newdomain.net. GroovyPost.com. Yeah, another tech show.com. So let's catch you guys next week. Bye bye. <laughs>